Hey guys, it's the Holy Hour. Welcome to the All Cure Podcast. This is Gavin. Thanks so much for joining us again, or for the first time. If you've been looking for a Cure Podcast, you're in the right spot. And uh, I hope everyone's doing well out there. It's been a, a rough couple of weeks for sure. Who knows what's going to be going on in the world by the time this thing actually posts. The time of recording it. Sounds like the damn Civil War is about to happen again. We got nuclear missiles that could come flying around any minute now. So all kinds of wonderful things out there in the world. But um, like I said, hopefully by the time this gets posted, uh, everything will be roses and sunshine again. I just want to talk about The Cure, man. Is that so much to ask? Just like like this band. I want to just, just talk about The Cure. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we got this going. I'm on vacation, actually, coming to you from from a window right now. It's just uh, me and my wife and the kid down here in Gulf Shores looking out at the ocean. It's fucking beautiful, and um, that's got to make me feel better, right? And, uh, and they got up super early, of course, because that's what kids do. And uh, I was just kind of getting things together. We're here with, with some friends, and we got here first. So we got the, the whole place to ourselves for at least a day, and... Um, and it's pretty sweet. He's out there running around. I can see him from the window with my wife. So it's pretty magical, and I'm feeling feeling good about that. So uh, got to enjoy a nice, beautiful view of your wife and child running around on a beach. But um, so yeah, aside from that, you know, I said the the Cure podcast, and it's been kind of my uh, quest to find more Cure on the internet, podcast related. Uh, which is we've been joking forever that it's strange enough there isn't much out there So I thought I'd give you a heads up. I did find two things one of which I know a little bit about the other I have no clue about but I found two new uh, Occasionally I'll just punch in like the cure on an iTunes search or something. I always find my podcast on iTunes There's tons of outlets out there of course So maybe there are some more ones out there So please send send me a message if there are actual cure themed shows out there. I want to hear them, you know this uh, lo-fi DIY slapstick shit that I'm doing it can't be the best representation of a Cure podcast, but uh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. And um, but yeah, I found one, and that's what most of them are—little segments. I found on uh, Triple J, the Australian radio station, uh, which is awesome station. Triple R, I believe, is even cooler now, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, and I think maybe like Triple R is more based out of Melbourne and Triple J is Sydney. But I think maybe in this day and age you can get all of anything. I could could stream them. I should listen to them more over here. But uh, as a kid, I always used to get lots of cool like live at the wireless off of Triple J and stuff. And anyone that doesn't know me, I'm a huge fan of Australian culture, music, everything in general. Wonderful people. Uh, may even be checking into their immigration policies soon, but um, Triple J, uh, cool radio station, um, and they have uh, J Files, and it's just like where they do, and it seems like older episodes on there are longer, but they're getting real short for some reason. Anyway, there's a Cure episode on there, and uh, it's uh, about 20, 30 minutes maybe. So not super short. Well, that's pretty short by my standards, but uh, not ridiculously short. 
So uh, it's really cool. Go check it out. You can find that on iTunes. It's a J Files, just a Cure episode, and it's nothing shocking as far as new uh, content or anything. But it's cool, just that it's very slick and put together really well, and um, has interviews with Robert and stuff. So some cool stuff just to hear him topics intercut with his actual opinions on it and such. So that's cool, mixed in with the real sound bites of the music, and they have a little Cure trivia that's pretty easy and goofy but um yeah worth a quick listen and get you pumped up the talk or listen to the cure and uh the second one i found but i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet so maybe i will in this beach week here um but on youtube there's some goth cast channel and uh that's the name of like the podcast is goth cast and uh it's not all cure but it looks like episode one is cure theme or the topic is the cure and then just on first glance, it looks like there's a couple reoccurring Cure Topic episodes. But otherwise, it's just all goth stuff in general. And um, But yeah, the first one's like Cure. I think there's like an early years Cure one. And then like a 90s Cure. And maybe like my three favorite Cure albums. Guess which ones <laughs> will be on the goth cast favorite. But um course wild mood swings right uh so yeah go check that out i'll check it out too maybe we'll touch base again and see what opinions of the goth cast are so just a shout out to this ep- to the show i've never even heard goth cast well done you did a cure topic so um yeah definitely send them my way if you stumble across any more um but that's not today's topic i'm just sitting out here and uh i was thinking the future you know we can't get all bogged down and all this negativity that's going on in the real world we gotta look to the future and we gotta do that for the cure too so i thought it'd be great at some point to just really do a focused thought on um the two new songs that got debuted on the last tour on the 2016 tour uh we were lucky enough to hear two songs that have not been recorded or released as far as we know and uh those two songs are called it can never be the same and step into the light and uh, I think a lot of us that saw shows on the last tour were very happy to get that as a surprise and a treat. And, um, yeah, very cool just to, because uh, The Cure doesn't do that very often. It's not a very common thing for Robert or any version of The Cure over the 40 years almost history of the band that they play songs that you don't know yet at the live shows. It's very rare, it seems. Maybe somebody else can... Uh, clarify that from the older tours but at least from wish up um none of the shows i think barely saw a couple um before the actual album had come out the self-titled album at coachella we saw them play um end of the world and um yeah and a couple of songs from that one the lead off tracks and the closing ones off of that but um otherwise yeah i don't know and i don't even maybe on the math i need to double check that but uh like even in orange was that recorded i think that show might have been they had to have like written like just like heaven by that point point being if they have a song like that and they're still not playing it until it's officially released it's clearly something he doesn't normally like doing uh, which for good reason they don't really know it but you think they would test out some new songs on the band anyway so uh it's hard to say why you know they chose it i mean maybe the there's no real intentions of recording them ever or uh 
You know, it's hard to say, but I'm glad they did it. And uh, I think everybody got a good chance to hear them because they played both the songs on quite a few of the live shows. Uh, it wasn't just like a one or two nights kind of thing. Uh, it was a pretty good chunk of the shows. It was part of the set list. I got to see them play both of them in Charlotte, surprisingly enough. They're the only two that broke the singles mold or uh, theme for the for the show that we saw in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I don't th- believe they played either in Atlanta. So so I was glad that one of the two shows I saw, that I got to hear them. And uh, I had seen, I guess we'll lead off with It Can Never Be The Same. That seems to be the one everyone's kind of gravitated towards and seems a little more of the heavy hitter of the two. Um, and I had seen, heard about them, you know, because the Charlotte show was a little later in the tour. So I saw some YouTube clips of it before going to the show and seeing them in person and uh and so i had a little bit of a heads up of the tone and and song but i didn't really overkill it until i saw them live and uh so it was out there i mentally prepared myself for it but it's a great song i really dig it and i dug it live it was um one where the melody was like super catchy you know i felt like i had it stuck in my head even as i was leaving the show and uh even Donald, the big critic of the new or later stuff, anything later, um, you know, didn't have any real negative words to say about either song. So that was nice. To <laughs> Maybe he just knew it would break my heart too bad. So he, he was being soft on me. But, um, but yeah, I, I really dug it live. And, uh, and it's a weird song, just looking at the specific song of It Can Never Be The Same. It uh, starts out with like a very kind of aggressive and heavier sounding uh intro and if anybody's heard me ranting about the the self-titled album and 413 dream the two latest uh releases from the cure um kind of my argument is that they uh they keep going with this like heavier sound you know and i kind of miss the softer side of the cure and uh 413 dream definitely has more of it like underneath the stars and stuff you can tap back into uh some of that good emotional robert that i love so much but um this song starts out with something that sounds very like could be either one of those albums even though i super dig the the intro i really like it and then it snaps and i love when it breaks and goes right into the verse and um it's just really cool bass line of course as always Nothing super complex by any means, just the fucking tones and the, the simplicity of it's brilliant. Never fails with those bass lines. And um, this one's no exception by any means. And uh, so it goes right into that and the vocal melodies right on and it's just got a cool feel. Um, doesn't really break away from the verse much, just song structure wise, if you don't mind me nerding out on the song structure. Um, you know, the, the actual It Can Never Be The Same is kind of just the tag of the chorus there that that really uh, brings it around, but doesn't make it jump out or anything, but it doesn't really need to because that verse is so good and over the drums really stand out. So it's a cool just rhythm and a melody through the whole thing. So, so I really dig it. Um, it's a very, you know, emotional song. And it's hard to say because it's like... I don't know where it came up or I don't remember what I read it on but somehow it got out there and it's just everyone kind of just accepted it so there's got to be something to it but uh it's rumored I guess would be the best word or just somebody threw out there that it's um about Robert's mother passing away and um 
you know, like I said, it's hard to say where or like how much truth could be to that. I don't know. I don't really recall reading a interview or anything with him flat out saying that. But it's, it doesn't really matter, I guess, is the point, is because clearly the lyrics are about loss and moving on and or not moving on and, you know, pretty blatant, really, in that great Robert lyric way where he kind of says it all but doesn't say it that distinctly, you know? And um, so it just definitely seems about some kind of loss for sure, whether it be his mother or someone close to him. Um, who knows what the actual story is, but that's the beauty of it is that you can associate it for better or worse with um, anything you're feeling. And uh, this song just really nails it and carries that feeling and that emotion through the whole thing. And I think why everyone kind of gravitates it and takes that to heart is because it, um, it really does seem like a song that means a lot to Robert, of course. I mean, I'm sure they all do but visibly emotional while performing it. There's a couple of clips and stuff um, and stories from people on the tour of him getting very worked up while singing it um, in tears, basically, at some point, and uh, even leaving the stage early or right as the song ends. And, uh, and that's, you know, clearly something that just <laughs> makes the song hit even harder. Um, you know, we all think very fondly of this guy at this point. We don't want to see him that sad. So it's kind of means something really personal. And I think just the fact that they are performing the song before having recorded it um, shows that it means a lot to him. And it's a song they, that he wants to play. And uh, the title's even on his guitar. That's kind of strange, right? How many great songs they have. And the title is a uh, sticker or painted right on his guitar. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and along those lines of the emotional side, uh, we got a great email from Christine, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and read that for you real quick now. Um, last year, 2016, was such an exciting year to be a Cure fan. I'm so happy that we still get surprises and new songs. I've been a fan for over 30 years and going to their shows for over 20 years, and it never gets old. My goal last year, when the tour was originally announced, was to go to as many shows as possible since you never know when it'll be the end. I managed to make it to 16 shows, 12 in North America and 4 in UK. I really enjoyed the two new songs debuted in 2016. Step Into the Light is the more upbeat of the two songs. It's catchy, but seems to have a deeper message against blind faith and living in fear. I didn't have a deeper connection to the song, but really do like it. It can never be the same as the one that I really connected with, I wasn't at the first show that they played it at in New Orleans, but heard it via Periscope and YouTube. I ended up hearing it at 10 of the other shows I went to. The rumor was that the song was written about the passing of Robert's mother. True or not, that struck a chord with me having lost my own mother, and the song quickly became one of my favorites, making me cry several times while listening to it. Other Cure songs can make me emotional as well, particularly pictures of you, but something about this one just hit me. It's true that when someone very important to you dies, it can never be the same after that. Sometimes a song hits you and you can pinpoint the reason. With it can never be the same, it was easy to connect to with its theme of loss. I've sadly experienced a lot of loss of people very close to me in my life. After having a couple of personally hard years, the Cure Tour in 2016 really helped me 
put some things into perspective and I was determined to enjoy every moment. Hearing new and rare songs made it even more special. I'm always amazed when my favorite band manages to surprise me. After the tour was over, I settled back into real life, and it can never be the same kept creeping back into my head, and I listened to it a lot. I ended up getting a tattoo of the song title on my left arm. I already had the C from the Wish logo on my left wrist. I put a matching tattoo of a song title from my favorite Twilight Sad song from last year, It Never Was the Same, on my other arm. I like the symmetry of those two song titles. I'm really hoping that these two songs get an official release someday. I'd love a whole album of new material, but I'm grateful that we at least got to hear new stuff, even if it's never officially released. I don't love everything The Cure does, but if these last two songs are any indication of what's to come, then we hopefully have good things to look forward to. All right, Christine, thanks so much for uh, writing in. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a huge thing to take into consideration is the fact that just being grateful that we got to hear these two songs, whether they record them, release them, whatever, um, you know, might have just been a one-off awesome thing to do for the fans is play a couple new tunes in the the whole grand scheme of the tour there. And uh, I don't know. I appreciate it. So, of course, we'd love to hear them and be able to listen to better quality versions over and over again. But, you know... Even if it was a in-the-moment kind of thing, maybe that's something we all need a little bit more of in this day and age. But um, I think that going back to the, the theme of the song, whether it's a, truly about Robert's mom or just loss in general, I think that is something that a lot of us can really associate with with the song and maybe why we, we really find already a, a dear spot in our heart with this tune is because... I don't know. It seemed like 2016 was just big on that for everyone. Um, maybe we're all just as Cure fans getting older where we can kind of uh, unfortunately start to, we're going to start experiencing this a lot more, losing people that we care about and such. But um just seemed like even the goofiness of celebrities aside, you know, I mean, we lost a lot of great celebrities, but it just seemed like a lot of people online and stuff were posting about losing people that were close to you in 2016 and uh unfortunately i'm i'm no exception i uh i lost my dad early in 2016 you know he'd been battling cancer stuff for a long time but um yeah it was about a month before the the actual show in charlotte and uh so it was really you know meant a lot to have this song is 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 a strange but comforting embrace from the cure who's always there it seems like when shit goes wrong in some form or another so it was almost eerie in the sense that this song really helped me through that time a lot you know and um and it wasn't the first time too in 95 i lost my mom when i was only 18 and um i don't know i'm not a super religious dude by any means and try not to be superstitious even but uh there's some some part of you especially when you're younger that you can't avoid that and wanting to just get some kind of grand sign from the beyond that they made it wherever they need to go or maybe they don't go anywhere when you go and uh that in itself but you just kind of want to look for some kind of sign that they made it there okay and um when wild mood swings came out in 96 it was uh 
a huge thing for me to hear treasure because I was like, what the fuck? If my mom was ever going to try to reach me from the beyond, it would be through a Cure song. She knew that that would be the only way that I would pay attention to it probably. And, uh, and sure enough, that song is very dear to my heart. And, um, you know, obviously they didn't write it, you know, for my mom. But um, feeling like that that's some kind of connection to that song and having that song and much like it can never be the same for my dad now. And um, I don't know, maybe it's those little things that help us through those horrible kind of moments. And I'd like to wish that people never have to go through that kind of thing. But uh, we do. We're going to, you know. You know, the best case scenario, we're the one causing the grief. So <laughs> I don't know, but it's a it's a horrible thing, but it's comforting. And, and I do appreciate that the cure is always somehow able to pull that off. And, uh, you know, and just that perfect Robert way of making a, a fucking beautiful song out of such a horrible thing. And I like the the lyrics of that song. It's still kind of almost like he's he's with whoever he's losing still in those final moments being the you know kind of positive voice and uh saying don't worry and such you know and it's kind of how that thing works where you try to be the strong one in a situation like that and uh for better or worse you know we all know where it's going and it can never be the same so anyway jesus i'm on vacation i shouldn't be getting into all this depressing shit but the the song you know so let's step into the light the more positive note here and um this one's definitely a more upbeat number um it's uh i like it i think it does have kind of more of a 413 dream feel to it right off the bat but um i also kind of feel like that this one's one that could change a lot in production like if you kind of did change it up and put more of a acoustic guitars behind it and such it could take a very wild mood swings turn or something um, could go a lot of different ways if you recorded it differently. But I think the vocal melody and all that of this song really carries it, and it's uh, very catchy. And um, even though it doesn't seem really as personal, I don't really quite get at, you know, like what Christine was saying, it's hard to really pinpoint the the meaning on that one. But, um, but it's cool, and I dig it, and it's got a catchy melody and uh, just a really cool general feel of the melody. And... Um, I don't know, and it, and it's weird. I think it, it really does pair well with it can never be the same. So um, I'm going to hand it off to Arusha now, who we haven't heard from for a while, but a great friend of the show, and we always love to hear from Arusha. And she was kind enough to send her thoughts on the two songs, and uh, she kind of focused more on it can ne- or, uh, Step Into the Light, which is nice. So let's hear what she uh, has to say about Step Into the Light, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. All right, we are rolling. Rolling with the wind. Hmm. Hey, Gavin. Hey, Donald. Uh, This is Arusha. What was I calling myself from the Hollywood Squares? Chet or something. What's his name? I can't remember now. Oh, man, he had a great tie. I don't know, this guy that always is on the Hollywood Squares. Anyway... It's been a while um, since I've reported. Or it's 2017 now. Just think, like a year ago, we were chit-chatting as I went across the country to follow the cure. Um, I'm in Times Square. No, I'm not. That's a lie. I'm in Union Square in uh, New York, and it's a beautiful 
night. It's not too hot, not too cold, the sky is clear. It's one of those nights in New York that you uh, have to take part of and remember why you came here, you know? That's what happens when you move to like a big city like this. It can get overwhelming and um, forget why the fuck you came here in the first, first place. I always do. Anyway, we're not here to talk about New York, right? We're here to talk about The Cure. Um, the two new songs. So last year, I was lucky enough to get myself to the first shows in New Orleans. And I saw the last show in Atlanta. And I also saw the last shows in Wembley. Um, and, you know, of course the first two in New Orleans were very special because you could tell the band was trying out the songs and, you know, getting into what they were going to play and not play for the rest of the tour. So I remember hearing both Step Into the Light and It Can Never Be the Same. Am I even saying the songs right? I'm so bad at this. Um, But I remember hearing them both the first night, I believe, if not Step Into the Light the first night and then maybe can never be the same the second night. Um, and I remember thinking that Step Into the Light was just, it was just a nice sort of refreshing, simple song. Like a simple, peaceful, you know, just with the melody. I couldn't tell what the lyrics were, obviously, yet. And... Um, you know, contrast that with It Can Never Be The Same, that was more sort of standard cure, um, clearly, like, starting off with a bang, guitars, you know, going up, and then crashing down into, like, the bass line, um, and the whole, like, the way that he says the lyrics, like, don't worry, I said, and all that she said, I said thing that Robert does. Um, and it wasn't soon too, actually, it wasn't too long after that, that I started hearing rumors, I think, um, that it can never be the same was about his mother passing. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't know that anybody knows what the song is about yet because he hasn't said. So, um, I know that a lot of people are going to talk about that song and it is a great song, but... I would say that both songs, you know, are, are not fully formed yet because we don't know how what they're going to sound like when they record them, you know? I mean, they fit very well into the, the set list, but there's there's still, you know, to me, like, once the song is, is recorded, then we know, you know, the vision of the artist um, in that capacity, which doesn't, you know, the great thing about The Cure is many, many times they sound even better live than, um, than the recordings. But, um, I don't know. I'm really interested in hearing what Step Into the Light is going to hear, like, is going to hear, is going to sound like, ah, uh, when it's recorded. If it's recorded. Maybe it won't ever be. Who knows? Um, 
And I also think that that song got overshadowed by um, It Can Never Be The Same. And I kind of wonder how much, you know, just because I, you know, the circle that I'm in is these like diehard Cure fans. We all hear these same rumors. I don't know, you know, from people who, you know, are like normal and just go to one Cure concert per four years. <laughs> if, uh, if the, you know, how they would feel about the two songs. I think that would be interesting because I think... It Can Never Be The Same got a lot more attention partially because of the rumors. Not completely. It's a good song. Um, Step Into The Light, I really like, and I liked hearing it because it was like a breath or a break, you know, in whatever sequence of songs they were performing. And... You know, it's like, I I love pornography. I love that record. But when I see The Cure Live, part of the reason why I love them is because it's not that whole record. It's not 100 years, you know, followed by, uh, you know, uh, an assault of, like, incredibly depressing Cure songs. It's all over the place. So stepping into, into the light to me was a it was like a like a mint <laughs> not mint car not to be confused with songs like mint car because then the other aspect of step into the light that it is not it is not like mint car or return or um doing the unstuck or the hungry ghost or what's that cowbell song the newer one anyway those those are the kind that's the kind of stuff that i if i had to choose cure songs that i i'm not thrilled about those that sort of color palette is not what i dig i just you know i don't don't know i think it's sort of silly and clowny and it's not my favorite but whatever uh so step into the light however is more like the the musicality of it reminds me of one of my favorite songs which is jupiter crash um, and this is a lie. Both songs, which are off of uh, Wild Mood Swings, um, and I think "Step Into the Light" starts with Robert singing. Right? He just he goes uh uh uh. He start, it starts right away with his voice, which is different for him. Usually in those um, waltz tempos, it's a build up like in a classical song like a classic cure song takes from classical music in the sense that it'll have like a an instrumental build up before Robert's vocals come in so like with kiss me kiss me kiss me you have 2 minutes of uh music before instrumental before you hear Robert so by the time you hear Robert's voice it's like oh my god it's so good and then uh you know similar with Jupiter Crash similar with this is a lie you establish the um the musicality of it and so Summon of the Light reminds me of of the the tempo and the rhythm and the and the sort of um, I'm using the term color palette tonight as those two songs and I th- I think it's a nice fit with with that it's it's a reflective song it's a song about you know whoever he's talking to whether it's a person or himself or people in the world about needing 
you know, so much to believe in something and then, you know, being confused like, oh, that didn't work and this didn't work. So, you know, it's, it's, it's introspective and contemplative, like a lot of the songs that we love by The Cure. And I really dig it for that reason. And I really dig it that it's like soft and pendular um, and somewhat simple. Um, something I've always really liked about The Cure is like some of the very simple um, music musical arrangements that, you know, you can pick up like in, in that song, I would say it's Robert's voice going da 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 you know, sort of tiptoeing on the top of the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. But yeah, if you're not into Step in the Light, or if you want to try a little exercise at home, play that and Jupiter Crash and This Is a Lie all together. And it's so beautiful. All of them are... Lamentful. I guess Jupiter Crash and uh, and um, this is a lie are more lamentful, but uh, they all three have that sort of wanting of something, lamenting, longing. My favorite Brazilian word, saudade, for something, and it's not quite what you think it is. You know, again, versus like Club America or. Uh, or doing the unstuck, which or, or or us or them or whatever, um, that's more like a, a a declaration of what you should or shouldn't do. This is like perhaps a question. It's um, so yeah, that's that's my spiel. And I guess uh, going back to seeing it live day one versus day whatever the hell it was in Wembley. Both songs became more polished. It Can Never Be the Same, I think, was the stronger of the two as far as performance. But I don't know if that has to do with the response that Robert was getting or, you know, how into it he was. Um, and I, I really like both of them the same. And it, it's it's... I'm very curious to see what happens with those, you know, if we will actually get a new record or if they will just be standalone songs. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. I don't know. I always have loads of things to say and then I forget. Um, But anyway, that's it. Arusha reporting for the Holy Hour podcast. Check out Push, a Cure Fan documentary which I should kind of call a documentary project because I have all kinds of little things in the works. Um, And, you know, call me, email, whatever. Tell me what's up. Tell me what you think. All right, over and out. All right, thanks so much, Arusha. Like I said, great to hear your voice and uh, have you back on the show. Thanks so much for sending that in, and I totally agree with you. So, yeah, again, the idea of where could this song go and... uh, yeah, it does have like that cool kind of waltzy vibe almost of a Jupiter crash. I like that. So uh, we'll see, man. I hope they record these and, and put them out, you know. Like I had the fleeting thought of like, man, it'd be technically pretty easy. Who knows what's in the works, you know. Maybe they've got pretty much a whole album ready to go. There was some rumors floating around from the 
guy at Schichter Guitars or something. I didn't get the full scoop of what, but he kind of had mentioned that Robert was at least writing, I thought, some new material. But, I mean, that kind of goes without saying, right? He's probably always writing stuff out. But um, I don't know. But um, it would be fucking great to have these two songs in particular. I mean, why not even just, like, put them out as a 45 if you don't have a full album you know i know robert's always big on the full album and theme and everything but uh care fans would love to just have whatever the hell we heard live as a like you know two song single just put out a fucking single a side b side you know whatever double a side don't even have to pick one song over the other but uh i think we would all totally dig that like a record store day thing or just one off that would be fucking cool don't you think so um, even bare minimum, you know they got some good live recordings. Put it out as a fucking live 45. That would be sweet. Like good quality versions, you know, from the live shows. I'd be down with that. Then you could even re-record them for whatever album if you want later. Be a good out if they don't want to, like, just give up the two songs for a throwaway single kind of thing, you know. So who knows. But then I had the extra thought, too, of... Uh, and there's probably a loophole or a hole in this theory so somebody definitely call me out on it if you can figure it out timeline wise if you're able to follow it better but remember with 413 dream how they kept talking about the bonus material the extra disc worth there's like a whole other album you know worth of stuff that wasn't on that album that he wanted to release forget what it was even called like 414 or something like that or whatever um maybe these are two songs they have already recorded and they were part of that. And uh, they were just carryovers from that that he really liked. Which would be weird. I mean, I can't imagine two songs this good that wouldn't have made it onto 413 Dream. But you know how it gets with those themes and stuff. I mean, Exploding Boy was a B-side. Why not? You know? So um, maybe they've already been recorded. And a few of the YouTube clips I saw re-watching It Can Never Be The Same... Um, he introduced it as unreleased song so i mean of course the song isn't new to him probably and you don't want to read too much into it we're getting super nerdy here i know but as far as like conspiracy theorist kind of shit you know like technically maybe he's saying it's an unreleased song because it was recorded and there is already a finished studio version of it out there or not out there but in his world so um maybe they're already ready to go they're part of that who knows but it doesn't really matter, I guess, if we don't put it out. So, But we would love to hear it, of course. Of course, going back to that we're just grateful to have them at the live show. So we'll take what we can get. Do I sound winded? I just got up and started walking around, too. So sorry if it sounds like I'm pacing back and forth with the recorder looking out the window at the beach here. And uh, it's because I am pacing back and forth. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll just kind of leave it at that, you know, and... Uh, I don't know if you guys definitely have some thoughts or input or good quality recordings of these two songs, you know, feel free to post links in the Facebook page of where others that don't know what the fuck we're talking about could listen to these two songs and share in the joy. But uh, I think it's cool. And like Christine said, too, I mean, if this is in the, any indication of what's to come for a new album, if they were to record a new album, I think that's a really great uh, taste of it. You know, they're not songs that are gonna like you said that are just gonna pull in all these new fans it's not like he's sitting on like a huge single that's gonna be a chart topper i don't think either of these would really blow away the the youth of today and win in 
millions of new Cure fans, but I think any actual Cure fan that would hear these songs would would probably enjoy them on some level at least, I would think, and uh, really love to have them. So um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to think I can speak for all of us that we would embrace these songs if Robert and gang are on the fence about whether they should bother recording them or not. But that probably goes without saying, right? So, I don't know. I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to go out on the fucking beach now and enjoy myself. And I hope you guys are wrapping up your summer and enjoying yourselves, too. Um, Try not to get all fucking worked up about all the shit going on in the world. And, you know, or maybe it is good to get worked up. I don't really know. But uh, let's let's just uh, go enjoy some sunshine somewhere. And uh, hopefully we can all together figure out this shit. And, um... Yeah, enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks for listening. Sorry, this was kind of just a on-the-fly episode, but uh, we'll be back with more super nerd... Well, I guess this was pretty nerdy, wasn't it? All this is pretty nerdy. What am I talking about? <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to pe- uh, peace out now before I totally uh, um, let you see behind the curtain. So uh, be sure to subscribe on iTunes um and drop us a comment there in the reviews and then go over to instagram and follow us the holy hour podcast on instagram my personal account has been hacked so pretty much it's just going to be me on instagram as the holy hour podcast if you want to get in touch there so um and we'll throw out feelers as we did for this episode on instagram um thank you to everybody that, that did chime in and uh and uh talk to us on instagram when we're setting up this episode many weeks back at this point now. So I really do appreciate the comments and uh, we look forward to catching you soon. Be sure to check out Arusha's project. Like she said, push cure fan documentary. Uh, You can get all the latest scoop at curefandocumentary.com and uh, donate some money and subscribe to all the social media outlets. So you don't miss any updates on that. There's going to be lots of cool little things that you can follow along on for sure. And buy some merch at mixedupgifts.com to help with that. And just find tons of cool presents for people and gifts at mixedupgifts.com. And am I missing anything? Drop me an email. Why not? GavinConnor at gmail.com. We'll be back soon. Head on door is still on deck as an album review. And uh, we'll have the bad boy back in here before you know it. And, uh... Talk hard, my friends. It can never be the same. It can't. It just won't. It can't be the same. Shadows, yes, step into the water.